Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I talk about a very good Monday Night Raw. From the six-man tag at the beginning to the triple threat at the end, and new tag team champions as well. We get into it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. The one thing that people were going to social media about last night, Bully, and it's something that you've talked about a lot on this show, and I actually was thinking about while I was watching the show last night, and you talked about the ratings for the WWE, especially Raw, how they've been down a tick and the excitement's just not there. And you said, at this time, more than any other time, it should be an all-hands-on-deck mentality. And I was thinking the same thing when I was watching that show last night. It's 100% true. Like, especially right now, you're going up against uh, Monday Night Football every single Monday night. What's wrong with, not saying you have to do it every week, but what's wrong with having a Roman Reigns show up on Raw? You know, I, I think that helps. Big E technically is is part of the SmackDown roster. I think... Now more than ever, Bully, they should have it. Not saying that you have to do it every week, but they should have the mentality of all hands on deck. Uh, That's just not my opinion uh, now. That's been my opinion for a while. And I always compare it to a sports team. A head coach has a responsibility to field the best team on any given night. And if you want me to watch three hours of Monday Night Raw and two hours of SmackDown every Monday and Friday, I believe Vince McMahon and WWE Creative have a responsibility to put on the best show that they can on any given Monday or Friday night. And if that sees, if that means seeing talent from Raw on SmackDown and vice versa, so be it. 
I really, really liked that opening six, man. I love the way Roman and his cousins look together. Uh, they just look so impressive as a family unit with the, the tattoos and the look and just everything about them just, it, they reek of modern day Samoan. And I, like, like, remembering like the SST back in the day or Eddie Fatu looked or, you know, the obviously Afa and Sika, the wild Samoans. It's like, you know, the Samoans always had that, you know, they were always heavier, thicker athletes while Roman and his cousins are like fine-tuned machine yep. Samoan athletes. They look like modern-day Samoan pro wrestlers who have had to reinvent themselves. And in reinventing themselves, they're just so much more appealing to me, especially with Roman's size and the way his cousins back him up. I just, it's a very cosmetic business. And I learned that from JR a long time ago. Um just their presence and then obviously you look across from the ring and you have the new day and we all you know love the new day they're so entertaining those three guys you know stand the next to each other it was a win-win-win we got a great six-man match uh, very entertaining and i love it how it, it, it threaded to the main event Yes, and, and that's what I wanted to bring up, too, because this is something else that you have brought up on this show many times about having that thread throughout the show leading to your main event. You need to do that. And then you have interviews and vignettes that are a piece of the puzzle leading to the main event that you're going to see later that night anticipation i have to sit through the whole show because i have to see this main event plus i have to see the story progress to the main event that i'm gonna see and you wouldn't have gotten that opening match and you wouldn't have gotten that main event match if it was the smackdown roster and the raw roster exclusively the reason why we got the show that we got last night is because it's all hands on deck and another thing too bully we talked a lot about Hey, they're gearing this show towards children. It was very, very apparent the last few weeks, especially. Last night was a classic case of a show that would appeal to everyone. And I'm not just talking about like, oh, we're going to do a little bit of this and we're going to do a little bit of that. And, you know, we'll make the kids happy with this segment and we'll make the adults happy. No, they put on a show from start to finish that I think every type of wrestling fan could enjoy you had great matches you had great storytelling you had a main event that was big enough that you had to stick and stay throughout the show that was a home run and as close to a grand slam that the wwe has had on a monday night all year i would never call last night a grand slam um i think that's a little too much I think, well i said uh, i said a home run as close to a grand slam that they've had all year like I said, I would never even use the word Grand Slam in the sentence. Home run, as close to a home run as possible. Absolutely. I thought it was a really strong show. Tiny little thing that they did in the opening six, man, that caught my eye that I was like, oh, man, I wish I would they would have stayed away from that. Did, did you pick up on anything? No, what when was that? Came, when it came to Roman and Big E, that was the moment you were waiting for, right? Yes. I would have I would have waited to get Big E in the ring 
face to face with Roman until it was their first time. Big E came in earlier in the match. I would have milked that moment till the first time Big E was in the ring and the first time Roman was in the ring would have been to face each other. They got a great response when they first faced off and I found myself going, wow, this would have been an even bigger response if they would have both gotten the tags at the same time and then met in the middle. These are the little things that, you know, stand out to me that I believe can make matches, you know, go from good to great or from great to excellent. So it was a little thing, but I really liked that opening six man between the New Day and the Bloodline. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Why wasn't it a DQ? Because Lashley interfered before we saw the pinfall by Roman Reigns. And I thought Jimmy Smith did a good job. Now, whether you like it or not, he explained that, hey, Lashley wasn't going after one particular team. He was going after members of both teams. Thus, there wasn't a disqualification. Um, 
I don't know if I agree with that. Probably still could have been a no contest, but I don't think anybody wanted to see that either. And probably that would have been the right decision. But I like that Jimmy Smith gave you some kind of an explanation because bullying usually they don't give you an explanation. So a lot of people, like you said, complaining about this on social media and uh, a lot of AEW fans chiming in and saying, hey, bully, if you're going to be so critical about AEW referees, what about tonight? Well, I'll tell you about it. What's about it about tonight? As Dave just said, they covered it up on commentary that Lashley went after guys on both teams. He wasn't acting on behalf of one team. It wasn't obvious that he was doing something for the New Day or for the Bloodline. That was Bobby Lashley within storyline going into business for himself and taking his frustrations out on everybody. So the referee would never know to, dis- you know, would never disqualify one particular team because that would be him making an assumption on Bobby Lashley's actions. I do, however, agree with that if you are going to have outside interference, that if you're going to follow the rules, the referee should throw the match out. It should be ruled a no contest due to outside interference. But as you said, Dave, nobody wants to see (laughs) that. How do you cover that up? Well, it's very, very simple. Referee calls for the bell. Referee tells the ring announcer, ladies and gentlemen, due to outside interference from Bobby Lashley, this match has been ruled a no contest. You immediately have Adam Pierce and um, and uh, Sonya Deville and Sonya Deville come out to the stage and they say, no way. Bobby Lashley is not ruining this match. Bobby Lashley taking matters into his own hands is not going to affect the outcome of this match. Bobby, you get your ass in the back. Referee, restart the match. Boom. All bases covered. Yeah, and and I like that. But I also like the fact that they didn't call the match last night. And again, it's the small things. But they should have. It should have. Yeah, it's the small things, but then they should have. Yes. Why did the referee just allow it? No, it shouldn't have. It should have been no contest. We could just do whatever the hell we want? Again, you said a president, if you're going to do that, then the next time, you can't call for a no contest the next time. But... But to my point of the commentators, it's those small things that really do matter. Those small explanations. That's what a commentator is for, is to inform. And I thought Jimmy Smith did a really good job with that last night. This is where you're starting to see what Jimmy Smith as a play-by-play announcer, even outside of the world of wrestling. All right, you have... You have Corey Graves as the guy who's the historian and can throw out certain facts about wrestlers. And then you have Jimmy Smith as the foundation of a play-by-play guy. So I really enjoy, I, I really do think, even even Saxon has gotten so much. This is not the same Byron Saxon that we're used to hearing and seeing on commentary. I think he's gotten a lot better. So kudos to that commentary team. Now let's get to Lashley, Bully, because I loved what I saw from Bobby Lashley last night. That's the Bobby Lashley that we should be seeing and we're going to say that about another wrestler later on in this show as well but you know what it doesn't hurt anybody that Lashley just annihilated everyone he should he's pissed off 
He got screwed. And, you know, he's angry about it. And he's a beast. And he just took out everybody in sight. I love what I saw because he's a, cre- a credible badass. And you saw that from Lashley last night. Completely agree. That was well within the storyline and well within what his character would do. And then it and and then it uh, carried over into the main event last night, where Bobby looked as just as much of a badass, at, at, you know, during the match last night uh, as he has uh, at any given moment. So uh, I totally agree. I, if you're going to go out of your way, though, to like you're speaking all this praise to Jimmy Smith, which I agree with, because the WWE went out of their way to try to cover up the blatant running from Bobby Lashley by giving us some kind of an explanation. And their explanation was just fine, but they could have very easily taken their explanation, stretched it out about 30 to 45 seconds, and really had it make sense by incorporating the the, the heads, Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce. The re- then the referee would have been doing his job. Well, we can't blame the referee. He made the right call. There was outside interference, and the rule book says you got to throw it out. You know, we, we can't have a referee showing leniency here. They got to call it as they see it. And now the ref does his job, and who can overturn a ref's decision? Well, Adam Pierce or Sonia Deville as the GMs of Raw, they come in. No, Lashley, you're not ruining this. You get into the locker room, otherwise you're going to get fined. And referee, restart the match. Now the people pop because the law in DeVille and Pierce came out and made sure that Bobby Lashley wasn't going to ruin it for everybody. And we're not talking about five minutes worth of TV time. We're talking about an extra 30 seconds. And that, to me, would have made perfect sense. I I agreed. And it also would follow through with the rules that usually do happen in a match like that. Um it set up an amazing main event, a, a, a major pay-per-view main event, if you if if you want. This isn't, I mean, this to me overshadows the main event that we're going to see this weekend at Extreme Rules, what we saw at the end of Raw last night. The main event of Roman and the, fe- uh, and, uh, the Demon? Yes, I, I think the main event that we saw last night, that was the caliber main event you could see on you know, a Survivor Series or a SummerSlam for sure. And last night you saw three big men working the style that Vince McMahon wants worked from his main eventers. Big men who can tell stories, who can register, who can sell, who have a vibe and a feel for the flow of the match. And I got to put Big E over to the moon for a second here. You know, when you're part of a tag team for so long, you become you become reliant on others. I know Big E has been working on his own as a singles guy since he split up they split up from the new day. But I believe last night was one of Big E's better moments because he was in there with two machines in Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns, guys that are used to working on their own, working matches on their own, and keeping the pace. Big E is a very muscled-up, jacked-up dude, and carrying that load around, you know, all match long will c- can wind you at the end. I never saw Big E winded or blown. Don't get me wrong, when that match was over, 
uh, Big E was laying there. He was breathing heavy. But if you're going to breathe heavy, it's after the one, two, three, not before the one, two, three. Big E never missed a step, kept the pace. His explosiveness in the beginning of the match carried over till the end of the match. And it's those things that the boss looks at. Can this guy go? Does he have enough in the tank for the last five minutes? Because the last five minutes of the match is a lot more important than the first five minutes in the match. Can you still go when it means, you know, the most? And and Big E did a phenomenal job of, not that I never thought he could keep up, but he kept it up the same pace, the same level of intensity, the same speed, the same explosiveness that Bobby and Roman had, and it lasted all all match long great job by all three but a little asterisk next to big e for having that uh, gas in the tank at the end hey everyone it's brad the big noise evans from the feed the noise podcast from monday through friday catch me and the good sir nate lundy as we take you through each day's best sports betting opportunities whether we're talking spreads totals props or anything else we will do our fade five to give you the knowledge and confidence to place your bets always remember fade or follow that's up to you subscribe today wherever you get your podcast or listen on the sxm app free for both subscribers Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We have new tag team champions, Bully. Um, Nikki Ash being a champion during Connor's Cure Month is a great idea. Obviously, Rhea being her tag team partner. This was a rough one for me last night, Dave, because of Rhea. Mm-hmm. Rhea looked so out of place from the moment she came out there and stood next to Nikki during the Connor's Cure announcement that Nikki made. Rhea, to me, visually, is not the right person for the job. Um, Character-wise, is not the right person for the job. And obviously, listening to her speak the verbiage that they wanted her to speak, she wasn't the right person for the job. She got lost. She fumbled. She looked unsure of herself. She was trying to memorize lines, and I could see the terror in her eyes when she was trying to do it. Very forced, very unnatural for her, and I would have never, 
ever put her in that position. I would have had Nikki do all of the verbiage for the Connors uh, Cure charity, which I think Nikki would have pulled off perfectly because she's the personality for it. She, ha she, she has <clears throat> everything about her reeks of a good, a great Connors Cure spokesperson. As a matter of fact, if you see the commercials for Connors Cure, all the little kids are wearing masks and capes and they're superheroes just like Nikki is, or they're almost superheroes just like Nikki is. Rhea is not. What I would have done last night is given all of the verbiage to Nikki and then I would have had Rhea say, and what we want everybody to do at the count of three is hold up the V for victory. One, two, three. And then they would have been done. I felt I felt bad for Rhea. I felt uncomfortable for her. I was I I I think I put my pillow on top of my head because I'm like, oh man, I wouldn't want to be her right now. Because it's a terrifying feeling to be out there knowing that your character would never be the spokesperson for a, a, a children's charity. Nikki's absolutely would be. And if you need me to stand out here, please give Nikki all the verbiage and let me hit, hit the big big V for victory. That's my take. Yeah, and, and Bully, they're they're pushing Nikki A.S.H., and I understand why. They're going after a younger di uh, demographic, and she's perfect for it. Um, I don't think she necessarily needs a title, but if that's what they want, they want her to have a championship title and it didn't really work in the main event picture with the raw women's championship, because you know, that's for the Charlotte flares now and Alexa blisses of the world. But if they want her to have a title, cause it looks better with her having a, a title in her hands. Okay. I, I just don't understand the Rhea Ripley aspect of it. I, I really don't. Uh, it's it's just a it's an odd pairing for me. Uh, I look at Rhea Ripley and I look at a badass. I look at somebody that should be in the main event picture. It wasn't that long ago she was in one of the main events at WrestleMania going up against Charlotte Flair. Um, I just I just don't get it. I just don't think it's necessary. And I think there are other people, other wrestlers you could put with Nikki A.S.H. to make a tag team and have them tag team champions. Maybe somebody else who is an underdog. I'm sorry, Bully. Rhea Ripley does not fit that model. Rhea Ripley's a badass. She's tall. She's athletic. She's fit. You know, Nikki A.S.H. looks like that underdog. She looks like somebody that, you know what? We say this in sports all the time. You know, the person who excels but doesn't look like they should excel, but they have a lot of heart, and that's why they succeed. So I get the Nikki A.S.H. character. It just doesn't work with me with Rhea Ripley. And if you look at the children on the Connors Cure commercial, I, I, I'm sorry am I repeating myself here, but they look exactly like Nikki. They're dressed yeah. up as superheroes. They know that they can accomplish anything, including coming back from children's cancer. And, and I love the association of Nikki A.S.H. Uh, with Connor's Cure, the charity. None of the kids look like Rhea. It's a complete disconnect. Are we trying to, are we trying to now make Rhea Ripley palatable to the children? That's what it seems like putting her next to Nikki. 
this is once again Rhea is a perfect example of how Vince was most likely unhappy with what was going on in NXT despite the fact that we all thought that Rhea and the main roster would be an easy fit especially after the match she had with uh, Charlotte at Wrestlemania but that nothing that doesn't matter that wrestling that that great wrestling match she had with Charlotte match that I thought was the match of Wrestlemania weekend doesn't matter it's about the personality and I think that they are trying to tame Rhea's personality or what's the word I'm looking for they're trying to soften Rhea's personality you know but I don't think softening Rhea Ripley is the right way to go I don't think having Rhea Ripley stand next to Nikki A.S.H. is the right way to go you have an you have an impressive looking female with the stature of a Charlotte Flair young with tremendous athletic ability who has already shown that she could shine in NXT and shine against Charlotte Flair on the grandest stage of them all and now we want to soften her up why what are we going to do sell a Rhea Ripley makeup set sell Rhea Ripley uh shoulder spikes you know what the answer is probably yes they're trying to merchandise everybody. Merchandising. Merchandise. That's where the real money is made. But you know what? Rhea is the perfect example. First of all, everything you said is right. She's somebody that could stand in a ring with Charlotte Flair, have a match like she did at WrestleMania. And she also can bring Bully the cool factor to the WWE. And that's the one thing the WWE lacks over everything else is they don't have that cool factor. You have this, you have this woman that's amazing athletically and she's got that goth look to her, you know, that rock and roll goth look that, you know, maybe might attract that 18 to 35 year old to your product, but she's never going to be able to do that in the role that she's in. And I only, honestly, I don't think she does Nikki A.S.H. any favors for what she's trying to accomplish with her character. It's an odd pairing. Let's see what happens with them as tag team. Honestly, let's see what happens with them as tag team champions because what are the teams that are going to go after Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H.? You said cool factor. What I see from Rhea now is confused factor, which is unfortunate. I don't... If you, if you look into Rhea's eyes, Rhea does not know who she is anymore. This is going to be a learning experience, a growing experience. She's going to have to, she is trying every week to conform to what yes. creative needs her to be. And she will never be the version of Rhea Ripley that we got in NXT. Never. No, it's unfortunate. Now, if you you want a, you want a, a recipe for success, maybe you pair her up with Shotzi Blackheart. And again, maybe that brings a bit of a cool factor. Why? But I, I, Why pair her up with anybody? Why does Rhea Ripley need to be paired with anybody? I that that I agree with. She should be in the main event picture, going up for a championship. That I she, agree with. She, okay, so would you say that Rhea Ripley and Ruby Soho have a similar look and vibe and feel? I think a, a, a familiar vibe between the two. Yes. Great, then go like a Ruby Soho direction with her. Not a Nikki A.S.H. direction. Like when Nikki even talks to Rhea and I see Rhea's facials and the way she acknowledges her, I I just don't get it. She's not making me believe. I don't know why she's aligned herself with her. If you would have done a story 
where Rhea went on a losing streak. And she was doing an interview. And she was really down in the dumps. And the interview, maybe it was, you know, Kyla uh, or, or any of the other backstage interviewers sat down with her and been like, you know, Rhea, what, what's wrong? And Rhea goes, I don't even know what's wrong. I know I'm not the same performer I was in NXT. I'm not the same woman I was in NXT. I'm not the same anything I was in NXT. You paint the picture that Rhea Ripley is really down on herself and doesn't know to the direction to head in. And then here comes little sweet, unassuming Nikki A.S.H. to give the the monster Rhea Ripley the pep talk and tell her you could give it. Now it's an unlikely hero getting in the ear of Rhea telling her you can do it. And then we see the, remer- the, the, the you know the emergence of the <clears throat> the new Rhea. Now I understand why she did it because it's like the mouse who picks the thorn out of the elephant's foot. The elephant is now thankful to the little mouse because the little mouse did something nice. That's why Rhea is evolving into what she is because Nikki helped her out when she was down in the dumps. Now I get it. The way they did it, no rhyme or reason. Velvet asked me last night, she's like, why do they do this? Why do they do that? You know what I told her? Because. Exactly. Because it wasn't that long ago Rhea was having matches with Nikki A.S.H. You know, you you want a, a story that would fit in having them as a tag? Dewdrop. You know, Dewdrop losing all her confidence, being with somebody like Eva Marie. Then Nikki A.S.H. gets in her ear. She beats Eva Marie two times in a row. And you know what? That story's done. Then they team together. They go after the tag team champions and their new tag team champions. Then you have Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. that nobody thought would be able to succeed in the WWE. And they're holding champions gold above their heads that's a tag team that fans could get behind all you got to do is tell me a story all you have to do is help me connect the dots all you have to do is make me understand why a woman like Rhea would want to stand next to a, a woman like Nikki and I, I, I'm talking about the characters Yes, the characters are an odd couple, and that's why Vince loves it. It's almost like the old, you know, uh, you know. But can they get along? Yeah, you want me to? You want me to understand Nikki and Rhea standing next to each other? Tell me a story of why they're standing next to each other. Have Nikki tell Rhea that I felt the same way you felt before. I know what it's like to be in your shoes. I know what it's like to be unsure of myself, and then talk her up. Now I know why a woman with the stature and the look of a Rhea would want to stand next to Nikki because Nikki was my friend when nobody else wanted to talk to me or be my friend in the WWE. I realized that this is the cutthroat place that I was warned about, but Nikki A.S.H. stood by my side. Isn't that enough of a story for you to get why they would be tagging? Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. 
Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.